Hey guys, welcome to Freaking Epic Podcast. What's going on, everybody, and what is going on, John? Hey man, how's it going? Uh, not not amazing. Actually, no, let's edit that out. It's going amazing. It's going so well. <laughs> it's, it's a very positive podcast. <laughs> so, so positive. We are, yeah. we are both at the top of our games. Nothing yes. ever happens outside of the podcast. We're not good. one thing has ever happened. I had ice cream sandwiches for dinner. Life is just brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, I have a question for you. Uh, I have an answer for you. I think I think you might have heard this question before, but the question is, what you thinking, John? So, this week I've been thinking about mo- a movie monsters quite a bit because. I've been thinking about, like, it and, uh-huh. um, what, what do you call it? We, uh, us, no, or whatever no, the Wizard of is. Oz. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> <laughs> okay, of all the places you were going, that was not the one yeah, I was expecting. Yeah, no, because I, 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 I kept thinking of the Wicked Witch of the West, but I couldn't think of the name of the movie or whatever it was from, and so I was just blanking on it, but I, I've been thinking about movie monsters and how... Yeah. They, and how every single person, if you were to ask them, what are your top five monsters? What are the top five monster movies in history? Number one every time. Every single time. Wizard of Oz. Like, remember, it was in color. How scary was that back then? I know. It was, it was in color. There was... Crazy. <laughs> there, I mean, there were flying monkeys. Terrifying, obviously. Mm-hmm. But no, I've been thinking about their monsters and their stupid weaknesses. Okay. Because in Wizard of Oz, they were. Uh, the Wicked Witch of the West was melted from water. Yeah. And, and also oh. in signs, in the movie Sign. Uh, yeah, so, in signs. Might That's be here, by the way. <laughs> okay, if you haven't seen Signs, what are you doing with your life? Like, honestly. Signs is a fantastic movie. But. Yeah, so the, the monster in Signs was weak to water. Yeah, when I. Um... Slightly, uh, when I went to watch Signs, I watched it on opening night in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. And as the, act, you know, this everyone's clamoring, getting excited, and then the uh, screen starts to dim, the movie comes up, and it's just an empty swing set rocking back and forth. And I just screamed at the top of my lungs like a girl, like I was like, uh, terrified. <laughs> <laughs> the entire movie theater cracked up, and it was from then on the movie was awesome probably also before then but you know <laughs> i had a good experience with signs but yeah you were talking about um just silly weaknesses a lot of a lot of movie monsters have yeah and uh, i was thinking if you could create a movie monster what would it's what would it feed on or what would its trope be and what would be its dumb weakness that uh-huh. just the main characters figure out it's weak to, and then it just seems ridiculous, but that's how they beat the monster. Like, how, how will your characters beat the monster? Okay. Okay. Um, let me have you go first. All right. So I've been thinking a lot about human greed. Yeah. Basically. And so I figured that my monster would be something that just gives you things. But in return, you have to give it something that it wants. So, okay. for example, say you want 10 bucks. Monster's like, cool, 
give me that guy's wallet. Not the money inside, just the wallet. So he gives you the wallet. Then you ask for, you know, something bigger and bigger. And the requests get bigger and bigger. And so, then so the basically, get bigger and bigger. And he's like, you know, I, I want this woman to fall in love with me. He's like, okay, give me the heart of her boyfriend. <laughs> kind of thing. So basically, it's kind of a take on how people, what people's actual thinking is when it's confused. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, can you, can you restate that? That confused me. Okay, so basically, there are people who would be like, this girl loves someone else. Let me, I don't know why I went to a redneck accent. Actually, <laughs> I, I like rednecks very much. I have many of them in my family. Um, I... He'd be like, this girl is has loved someone else. Let me kill her boyfriend and she'll be with me. Because there's like prisons are full of people who thought something like that. Or just, I mean, if you want if you want to, uh, money, you steal someone's wallet. Like, again, prisons are completely full of people like that who, who have basically thought that. Right. So that's, yeah, basically that whole idea. And so the dumb weakness of it would be either a minimalist, some guy who wants nothing, but <laughs> so Okay. The right. idea is not necessarily that the monster is like roaming around and just giving deals. He like attaches himself to one person and feeds on their their greed and feeds on uh that stuff. But he attaches himself to like a minimalist who doesn't want anything. So the uh demon just starves. Or or he attaches himself to like contract lawyer so uh-huh. the demon's like all right here's what i want i want you to sign this contract that you must fill out uh before we do any deals and then uh-huh. when the de- demon asks for something it's like no nope, no nope, that's not in the contract kind of thing and so now, <laughs> the, now the demon can't make requests because it's a breach of contract so, so the moral of the story is that lawyers are the real demons. Exactly. But every good movie ends that way. And in the end, the real enemy was lawyers. Exactly. That would be <laughs> just so ridiculous. Just Oh, this thing has uh, driven me to kill so many people or do all of this or go insane. And yet he's defeated by a minimalist or a lawyer. Yeah. So that's actually, I mean... I think a lot of the best uh, kind of scary movies are more or less um, allegories on humanity. They're basically just kind of like, let's take a look inside of us and see, you know, what what we're actually doing, what we have to kind of worry about as humans. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, zombie movies, you know, the the is kind of usually always about um, people, mm-hmm. how people band together in in ba- unhealthy ways during crisis and, you know, different, different things like that. Like, I think I kind of find it interesting that you're, you're taking it directly there because that's what I was thinking as well, actually. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're basically on the exact same wavelength. What I was thinking is um, a essentially kind of a, a demon type force that would um, kind of feed on, on hatred. And okay. And so, essentially, it would make people either, um, you know, the the extreme political people on either side in our current society who are yelling and screaming about everything. And mm-hmm. basically, you kind of notice as you watch their 
the the really the angriest people they kind of start losing their minds a little bit posting crazier and crazier things that obviously aren't true like no matter which you know no matter which side you're on and so i I was thinking like it would basically do that but it would actually be stealing away their rationality at each time and the difference between you know real life and that is they wouldn't be able to get it back so you just just go into raving lunatics you yeah and and that's i mean like i've i've met um i've met some people who had kind of like descended into that and no matter what you did for them no matter how you helped them even if you gave them the exact thing that they said they wanted it never satisfied them and they were still yelling at you and at the world for not giving them you know what they what they deserve and it's kind of like i i I literally just gave you you know this 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 and you and you're so you know so caught up within your own mind it kind of like essentially winds up trapping you inside of your own mind so that you can't escape. And you're also like, it kind of, it it kind of like slowly eats away yourself. So you're becoming less and less human and less and less, but you're still kind of wearing the, the skin, so to speak of a human. And you're still walking around with everyone else, but you're just kind of descending into a, a kind of a subhuman state. Right. Yeah, that'd be super interesting. I think, I don't know, I I think something interesting would be that that's how the demon would be trying to take over the world, essentially. Yeah, I don't, but I don't think for... He would start using them as, like, his soldiers, like, he would somehow be able to direct their rage. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't think he would be trying specifically to take over the world. He would be trying to make, he would basically be kind of the ultimate example of the end, the end result of that kind Mm -hmm. of mindset. And so he wouldn't be trying to take over the world. He'd be trying to get what he believes he deserves when, you know, basically, essentially kind of in his, in his twisted thinking, he'd be thinking that, um, essentially he's making everyone like him. And so he'd be thinking he's making the world a better place, kind of. Mm-hmm. But exactly, you know, so he's not trying to take over the world, so to speak. It's kind of like Joker, you know, could take over the world, but that's not his goal. Like his goal is to just bring that chaos in. You know, this guy, this demon thing's goal isn't to take over the world. It's to basically just bring everyone else into his world and and make them all finally happy and make them all finally see the world, the real reality, you know. Okay. That'd be interesting. So he, but he would be basically using people against each other, and you mm-hmm. could kind of. Um, so sometimes physically, sometimes mentally, you know, depending on depending on the situation, but just kind of trying to, uh, to, essentially strip away people's humanity. Over, right. Over the course of time, or sometimes immediately, if he could get away with it. No, that'd be interesting. Hmm. Uh, one of my friends had a um, had a script that he wrote about a, a kind of a Native American tradition of the past about skinwalkers, and right. they were basically kind of essentially demons who would who would kill someone wear wear their wear skin. Their so like kind of just like yeah, and and uh, that concept always just creeped me out. Like what if what if the person you were talking to was a demon was trying to like just 
eat away your soul, so to speak. Right. Yeah, that's that's kind of creepy because throughout life, well, throughout recent life, mm-hmm. well, no, when I was a kid, then can't stop for a while. When I was a teenager, now that I'm an adult, I've been wondering like, what if there are things like that that we just never know because they're hiding among us. Like, so, so what you're so saying crazy. is internet trolls are actually uh, psychotic Real demons. demons. They're cyber demons. Yeah. Who live in the internet. Weird. Yeah, that, I mean, because there's just so, like, so much, like, I don't know, it's so creepy to think that, that that some person who's just genuinely making your life worse actually is, that's their, their goal, and that's what, that's what they live for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be just so beyond not good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I speak good words sometime. Hey, we are podcast for speaking word. The <laughs> so, yeah, I, I couldn't even wrong right. I could, nice. couldn't couldn't do it incorrectly. Correctly, I'm I'm working on it. No, uh, I had a so I had another idea for this would just be a monster, more or less. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I like the idea of something that doesn't feel pain. Yeah. Like, I like the concept of zombies because uh-huh. of the the terror of the fact that when you're fighting zombies, you cut off its limb, it doesn't feel pain. But yeah. I think it would be interesting for something that's not something that's sentient, that doesn't feel pain yeah i think that would be like an interesting interesting idea for a movie or for a video game of where you can beat the hell out of this monster but he's just gonna keep coming at you well oh man i guess that is a trope because jason Voorhees doesn't feel pain yeah and that's actually kind of somewhat based on real life um i mean like that's kind of what they found out like i think leprosy or certain diseases like that were is it's not that you just your body parts just fall off or whatever it's just that you lose the ability to sense pain in them and so you you know when you put your hand on a stove you just sit at the you just don't notice and you keep it there until it gets burned through um so i mean you'd have to have some sort of ability to not um to not you'd have to have some sort of ability to kind of regenerate it to some degree otherwise you just kind of wind up you'd have a very short uh career of of killing and such of being a monster well i think the ability to uh i I would say that it would have the ability to still feel Uh so still have nerves in there but it just didn't feel pain didn't care it's like pain just doesn't really it can tell there's pain but it just doesn't experience it the same way yeah It, it knows that something is wrong but not the violent thing, the violent, you know, feeling that you feel when you hurt yourself. It's yeah. just, oh, you know, my hand's burning, put it out, but it's not stopping me from, you know, strangling you. Yeah, and it's kind of weird because you look at people who get to kind of great people or terrible people throughout history. A lot of them seem to just be missing some fundamental aspect of humanity. Mm-hmm. Like, they're either just they're completely missing a sense of shame and so 
their options are just completely different than anyone else's or they have um no like they just don't uh notice kind of social interactions uh in in a way and so it's kind of like a superpower and a and a, and a curse at the same time so a lot of it's weird because a lot of the most uh famous people throughout history have had some sort of sense that was kind of missing a little bit and it gave them abilities to do things no one else could yeah yeah and oh that's an interesting thought of just from missing one aspect like all the different avenues yeah and how just a single part of you missing a single part of your humanity yeah i'm uh i mean you know my knee popped out this week and so i'm in a no no we said that we had fantastic weeks you are telling them the truth no no but here's the thing Mm-hmm. just that neat just that little that you know little piece and now every single thing i do is different and and strange and like that's just a, a physical piece not counting like a mental spiritual emotional kind of soul piece like that would make you different from humanity you know yeah yeah huh all right so basically, what you're saying is any any piece uh, not feeling pain. I think not feeling. Um, yeah, there's just any almost any piece of your brain that is missing. You'd be a, you'd be a very scary individual. And yeah, obviously, it, it, some of them can be. You know, not saying like, you know, everyone who is you know has a brain injury is a monster or anything, but you could, there's, there's like potential if you, if you kind of uh, shifted it into a monster movie to make almost any missing piece, uh, just a creepy thing. Well, I think that would also be going back to the whole weaknesses thing. I think that would be an interesting concept of a movie of say, uh, like the monster is missing something, Uh but the hero is missing something else that completely counteracts, and so they end up just being oh. mortal enemies. Like, so a monster that feeds on fear versus a hero that feels no fear, not yeah. because he's you know courageous, but because he is physically incapable of feeling fear. Yeah, I that'd think be... oh that'd be really cool. That'd be a cool idea for a movie. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a really interesting a really interesting concept. Yeah. Of just two characters who, like, the bad guy is just missing something, but the hero is missing something else. And while, you know, by itself, that might be a huge flaw in the hero, but when it comes uh-huh. against the monster, it's, you know, a huge asset. And it's what allows him to ultimately win, because missing the ability to feel fear is mm-hmm. a crazy, crazy concept, because... Fight or flight is a huge part of everything that humans yeah, do. Yeah, everything that we do. And that character would just be stupidly reckless or have no sense of self-preservation. Well, they could have like a sense of self-preservation that they built up over the years, but it would be purely pragmatic. It wouldn't yeah. be like there wouldn't be any instinctual component to it. So they'd have to think and decide. So there'd be kind of some interesting points in like the story where you know, they'd have to decide to, uh, like, oh, I need to, I need to fear right now. And they kind of, you know, 
run away or whatever. They're like, mm-hmm. it'd be al- it'd be almost interesting to kind of see that person's journey, learning how to properly how to fear well, and it'd be kind yeah. of really illuminating to like figure out what as humans we how to how we should learn to fear because fear is a tw- and it's an invaluable tool, but it's also a crippling weakness if we if we use it improperly. Right, right, and so for example, um, like the whole fire flight thing you wouldn't know the difference of when to fight or when to fight. So he's, he's wanting to go, he's ready to fight the monster, but the monster is like Jason Voorhees. And so he's a crazy, crazy thing that you can't just straight up fight. Yeah. So, um, like he either gets his ass kicked or he has to, he is forced to run away. Um, but he's wanting to fight and he's not understanding why it's not working out. Because you know, what would be cool Mm -hmm. if, um, if the main character, like, it used to kind of have fear to some degree, but basically every time he dies, he gets resurrected, but he's missing a touch more of, of his kind of, you know, humanness or like a touch of some sort of important tool. And so fear, like, so he, if he like, at some point he gets killed by the, by the monster and he comes back, but not only does he not have fear, but suddenly he's like blind in one eye or something, you know, and just so he's kind of like trying to defeat him before without losing all of himself. And so he he has kind of this, you know, he's he's not worried necessarily about dying, but he's worried about every time he dies, he has less ability to deal with, you know, reality. And that would be a super interesting concept because the uh, the premise is that they're both this like race of immortals who uh, oh, resurrect, yeah. but the monster is someone like an immortal who is so far gone. He's died so many times that he is just a literal monster at this point where he just, all he does is kill. That's all yeah. he has to do. And so the hero is struggling with, um, he's lost his ability to fear. Um, but now he has to struggle with like learning fear in order for him to not just keep dying and become the monster. Yeah. That's that would be really cool. Yeah. That's a good idea right there. I would read the hell out of that or, <laughs> or watch that movie so many times. That'd be so cool. All right. So any listeners out there, if you want to, um, you know, write a script and make this, we will watch it. You will have two viewers guaranteed. Exactly. <laughs> and then if it gets big, let's talk royalties. If it gets big, um, we demand ice cream sandwiches for life. Uh, I want my name in the credits. And ice cream uh, sandwiches for life. And ice cream sandwiches for life. No, I, I don't want ice cream sandwiches for life. I want Push Pops. What? I love Push Pops. But but ice cream sandwiches are better. But, but Push Pops are fruity and delicious. Yeah, fruit flavored. I'm yeah. old. When you get old, you stop loving fruit flavors as much. Ah. Uh, <sighs> That's that's a thing. The older you get, you can you can like track people's political beliefs by which candies they like. It's 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 pretty hilarious. Someone did like a extensive study on it, and you're like, oh, chocolate lovers, fruit flavored lovers. You just know where they're going to vote because you know how old they are. It's pretty funny. That's interesting. You're that's... you're young. You're young. You young kids and your push pops and your. I'm not that much flavors. younger than you. <laughs> I am not that much younger than you. Uh, how how old are you now (laughs) 36 okay i am more than a decade younger than you okay okay i am 24 
So, all you listeners, if you want to uh, stalk me online, I am 36 years old, so that narrows down your uh, scope of humanity. You can tell that I have a somewhat um, mostly American accent. Narrows down to 330 million people. Uh, I sound male. That's that's like 180 million ish or 160 million. I don't know. I don't, didn't do the math. Uh, 36 years old. So I'm I'm just saying you're down to like 20 million possibilities. Well, they also know your name. Which... Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In these I, days, I... a name goes much farther <laughs> than anything else, really. I lost the part of my brain that understands um, not, like naming conventions in in the world and what information I've already revealed to people, such as. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. No, it's crazy how much you can find on um, just Facebook. If any of my friends are like uh, being interested in a girl or something like that, I'll just. Uh, Say okay. What's her name? And then find out everything about her. I'm like, mm, I'm judging her. I'm judging her heart <laughs> right now. Mm, mm, she has like the puppy dog emoji, mm, buddy. Mm. Yeah, puppy dog emoji is not bad. It just it's kind of like a little bit standard, but it's like it's fine. I, I don't it's... go, oh, puppy dog emoji. They're a bad person. I, go, I, I don't dog emoji, assume they're they... a bad person. I just assume that they're a standard human being and not special. <laughs> Ouch. Dang. Okay. It, wow, that came out way harsher than I was intending. Wow. Listenership dropping. No, no one listening no. to podcast ever again. Oh no. no. Offended mob coming after. Oh god. Oh no, I've ruined it all. I've ruined it all. We can never do a podcast ever again. No. Don't worry, guys. Uh, this this only happened because he's lost the uh, part of his brain that deals with uh, uh, normal people and uh, believing that they're special and uh, also tact. No, no, no. It, it's what I have lost is my ability to censor things, to censor my thoughts. It's just all out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Reddit is for. <laughs> I gotcha. Okay. Um, shoot, where were we before I offended everyone? Uh, I think I think we were just talking about the movie. I think I'm good. I've got a. Uh, we've I think we've kind of gone over monster movies. We've hit our time. Life is good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah. To man, I I am really interested in that this movie that we have just now created. Yeah, I, I mean, actually, I think that would be that would be really cool. We could do kind of like a started off as like a co- kind of a uh, comic book because you could do you could do kind of a basic comic book and then expand it from there to like uh, other media forms because you kind of have the, um, you know, 50, 50 page pl- basic plot line already set up and then mm-hmm. you can just kind of expand on the world. Because it would be interesting because I would have it like set on Earth personally and then you know cuz the first book is always kind of a very personal like more you know there it's always smaller stakes than like the than the second third book whatever so you'd start off with like these two's battle and then he defeats them and at the end you know you kind of get a hint and then the second one like hey there's 10 more people coming from this world in various stages of decay and some of them are good guys some of them are bad guys and each good guy you kind of have like you know they've they've started to develop protocols to test who's mm-hmm. still who's still sane and stuff like it'd be a really interesting society. Oh no, and the society would um, 
they would hire specific people to fill out specific jobs based off of what part they were uh, missing. Yeah. yeah, that's really interesting. So, like, prison guards, they would make sure that they had no empathy or anything like that. Um, so that way, they, like, the prisoners couldn't take advantage of the guards' empathy kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, or doctors would lose the ability to feel stress under pressure. Yeah. Like, things like that. And it's basically... But then there's the the untouchable cast who they've lost too much and so they can't get any jobs or are looked down upon in society because they've died too many times. So there's a whole, like, anarchist regime going on because they want part of the society, but they just keep dying and dying and becoming more and more monsters. You know what would be interesting? Part of the reason, if part of the reason the bad guy was kind of coming to Earth, so to speak, uh, by so to speak, I mean literally, um, if you, part of the reason he was coming to Earth is because he had basically kind of got it fixed in his mind that his goal was to real die. And so he needed to, he'd go to different worlds and just kill until either he was killed and his goal is to die enough times that he just it ceases to exist. Mm-hmm. So, so his goal is literally to get, to get uh, killed by by these people, but there's got to be a like a you can There's got to be a, a reason that you can't like you know just just end your own existence if you're one of those people. Maybe right. because they are considered gods by some by like a multiverse or something, so they're not like so they're stopped uh, from. Oh, you know what would be interesting too is if there mm-hmm. were certain people who gained those things that other people lost, and mm-hmm. so they're. Ooh, that that is a super good idea. And say, that's the the reason why people lose things. Period is because uh, these immortals uh, found out a way to basically harvest those emotions um, from people, so that way they could have like a stockpile to do whatever they want with it. Yeah. And so that's they basically these immortals created a, the whole society around their project. Yeah. Um, that'd be interesting. No, and then and I so had, the and so the resurrection thing like isn't necessarily wasn't originally like a part of their inherent being, but it's kind of like a, a machinery that, that automatically resurrects them. So that's why Mm -hmm. they, they can't die. They can just hope to become so bad and evil that the, um, that the kind of the people in charge will kind of uh, put them down permanently. Mm -hmm. Well, no, so I was thinking about, um, say, so the whole anarchist group I was talking about, like the untouchables, yeah. Um, it, instead of um, like they would have the like part of the second or third book or whatever, um, they developed a way to permanently kill people. Yeah. And so they've upset the balance of things, and so now people are freaking out because all of a sudden they're dying permanently. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's and I want like the people. It would be interesting if they were there were a few people who couldn't control getting the things. So instead of like going to the stockpile, there'd be people with like a double sense of fear or a you know a double you know some of them are good. You know you get double hearing and and you've got a superpower. You get um you get you know you, but you're just kind of always taking a almost like a it's almost like a lottery every time like you could be mm-hmm. screwing yourself by and you know the person in charge of the whole thing has like a has like you know 50 senses of fear or something like that and so that's why they have they have the whole are keeping the whole system in place like mm-hmm. the kind of the the biggest 
the top god of that of that uh, dimension or whatever. Right. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Cool. So uh, let's give this let's give this uh, movie a name. Um. All right. How about in, this? In place of fear. In place of fear. Yeah. Huh. In place of fear. That's that's really good because you're like, oh, in a place of fear, but also what is in what is coming in place of fear, and like that's a, I like that. Yeah. In place of fear. It's got it's got a lot of. I like titles with a little bit of a subtle second, third, fourth yeah. meaning. Yeah, not bad for coming straight out of my ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly where all good things come from. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So thank you, John, for telling me what you're thinking, John. Of course. And listeners, we will talk to you later. This is the outro song. It comes after we've listened along to silliness and triviality and talk about the birds and the bees. Never mind, that's got connotations that I didn't consider when looking for a rhyme. Well, here's the outro song. You can all just sing along in your car or on a run. Whatever you do for fun. Thanks for bringing us along in the shower or on the lawn. Maybe not in the shower after all. Seems like a good way to trip and fall. By which I mean electrocute yourself. Thanks for listening. Oh.